Welcome back, everybody, to the Just Epson Podcast. This will be Truckcast number nine. Uh, just a couple things I wanted to get out there to you guys. Uh, we've got a match uh, tomorrow and Sunday. It is the Frontline Defense um, Road to Redemption match. So the Frontline Fury is Frontline's first match of the year over the last couple of years. This is typically in the February to March time frame, maybe April. And then the Road to Redemption is always the you know latter part of the year for, I guess, get your redemption from you shooting bad at the Frontline Fury. I'm guessing that's the, that's the um, idea behind it. Um, I never really asked Paul before. But we have that coming up this weekend. I just got off the phone 20 minutes ago with Jake Vibbert. I called him. He's here in North Carolina. He's shooting the match. And we're going to try to get together either after shooting tomorrow or post-match after the after ceremony. Um, and do, I mean, he's, he's staying with, I believe, Mitch Biggs. And uh, so they're going to be time restraints and everything. We're not, if we do it, if we do record a podcast, it won't be something terribly too long, but I think it will be nice to do the in-person. I, I'd much prefer in-person podcasts, the few that I've had the opportunity to do rather than virtual. And just like anything else, it's always better in person than virtual. You don't have the delay between you know, speaking and the other person and then where the audio will cut out when the other person is speaking and you say something, you know, I hate that whole situation with virtual, but that's what we got. I'm not Joe Rogan, so I don't have the ability to fly people in and from all over everywhere to do podcasts. So I'm going to do it like everyone else does and do it virtually. But whenever I get the opportunity to do a podcast in person, I always want to take that opportunity. So I've got basically all my poop in a group and this i think this will be the most early prepared i've been for a match in case i haven't i don't remember if i brought this up before about an ammo situation that i had last year and how it applies to today but the vprc match last year so i was uh gonna shoot my dasher and Previously, before that match, I broke the lid on my tumbler. So, obviously, when you've got a rotary tumbler like that, you don't need to have broken lid. You'll have media go everywhere, all that jazz. I think it was a... See, the Frankfurt Armory or 21st Century. I can't remember what brand the first one was. But it broke. And then I was like, oh, crap. I need a tumbler quicker than I need to we'll be able to order one to get it here. So I went to Harbor Freight and bought a, one of their shitty small rotary tumblers. I was like, this will hold me over till I get my new tumbler in to replace it. So I lubed all my brass. Um, I lube inside the next with, with, uh, the Hornady one shot. That's the only lube I typically use. So what I do is I have a cookie sheet and then I line them all up like little soldiers in, in rows. And then I spray all angles and inside the case mouths. 
and you know that's not an issue that's for I run a mandrel and I have most of mine are carbide I do have a couple a couple that aren't they're just stainless steel and it's better to use lube inside the necks running stainless steel mandrels carbide it doesn't matter so I just you know dusted in the mouse of the case uh, case necks do that size it all good to go time to tumble and when you do that if you're sizing uh, or excuse me if you are lubing the inside of the case mouse it's not a big deal as long as you tumble your brass and give it time for to clean the lube out and also leave a nice layer of uh, media dust inside the necks that'll help prevent cold forging from happening which it is a real thing and that's that's where somebody that does a lot of uh wet tumbling where if they're loading ammo and it sits and they got that brass squeaky clean with stainless steel media and uh solution you can that bullet and uh inner diameter of your case neck can cause uh what's called cold forging to where you're going to have really bad neck tension uh, issues as long as it sits now if you go and load it for the next weekend then you're not going to have cold forging but you can also use a dry lube um, to for if you're using uh, wet tumbling methods you can lube the inside of the next for the bullet so that you won't have that issue it's just one extra step but you know you got your clean dry brass just dip the neck into the it's like a graphite type dry lube and then load your load your ammo and you're good to go you don't have that problem but regardless i don't have that issue don't have to do that because i dry tumble and i threw all the brass in the tumbler in the, into the harbor freight tumbler cheap chinese shit then turn the tumbler on typically i will do do my loading at night and then throw my brass in the tumbler, cut it on, and we'll leave it overnight. When I get up in the morning, it's still going. I go and just cut the tumbler off, go to work. When I come back home, I empty out the brass, clean out all the media out of the flash holes and make sure there's none stuck inside of the, the cases themselves, and then keep it going. Well, I went up there and I was doing some other things after I had turned the tumbler on. I was doing some, other, I don't remember what it was, but I was doing some other things in my reloading room and I just went over there and I don't know why I did it, but I felt the motor of the, with my hand, I felt the motor of the tumbler and it was hot and it had only been going for like five minutes. I was like, damn, like that's hot. That scares me. I can't, I'm going to be going downstairs and going to bed soon. I don't feel comfortable leaving this tumbler going on all night. You know, let me, I turned it off and opened up the tumbler, pulled out a piece of brass. I'm like, well, really, in that five or ten minutes, the brass was pretty damn clean. So I was like, all right, well, maybe I don't have to leave it on all night. It looks looks good, me not really thinking about it. Pulled all the brass out. Next day, went, cleaned all the brass out, all the media out of the brass. Primed the brass, then threw powder charges, seated bullets, and this was like the week of the VPRC match. So I don't have many days um, beforehand. So I loaded up. Now, mind you, this load was the same load I've been shooting on the same barrel, which 31.8 grains of Argit, um, 1.780. This was on the Hancock. 1.780 uh, base to Ojive measurement on the loaded round. 
in quarter minute groups at 100. So just wanted to obviously just check all your boxes off. Uh, after I got ammo loaded up, I grabbed five, went outside, shot them at 100, and it was like an inch and a half. I was like, what? What happened here? What is going on? So I was like, let me go. I mean, maybe that was me. I went and took some more, came back with about 10 more rounds. Same thing, just inch and a half groups. I was like, what in the hell? I don't have time to really do, I don't know what the problem is. I don't know what the problem is. I, uh, I don't have time to load anything else or change my load or whatever, to hell with it. I screwed the 6.5 Creedmoor barrel on my AI and I had enough, thankfully, I had enough of the uh, Burger 140 hybrid ammo to shoot that match. While at that match, I spoke with my buddy Tracy Hogg uh, who is a Team USA F-Class shooter. And obviously, F-Class bench rest guys, it's really a wind and reloading game. So he was a good person for me to ask at the match. Saw him, talked to him for a bit. He said, man, I told him everything I did. And he was like, man, I think you still got lube in your case necks. I was like, you might be right, Tracy, because it did not, it wasn't in the tumbler long. It might not have time to go into the case and get all dry out or clear, clean out all of that case lube. I'm going to look at that when I get home. So I get home and then like a week later when I go back up into my reloading room, I was like, let me address this issue. I pulled, I got five rounds out, pulled bullets, dumped, even I did it one at a time, obviously. So I have a, a loading cup that, uh, an old, that I had from my old scale that is basically your your powder thrower will dump, dump it into the cup and then it's got a little neck for you to put your case in, turn it upside down and it pours, the, out of, basically funnels it into, it's all in one thing, right? So I was like, this is perfect for what I'm doing here. Poured it into that, I grabbed a 257 nylon br uh, bore brush and then I just, just gave it a good five or six jabs with inside the case neck with the with the brush put the case back into the little funnel thing poured the powder back into the case put the bullet back in i didn't do anything else to the necks like to out to the sizing or neck tension i did nothing i did five of those loaded the bullet right back where it was went outside right back where it was perfect quarter minute groups tiny tiny little groups awesome so i was like man i've got 200 rounds to do this too this is going to take a while so i just moved all that ammo into the side and i was like i'll what i'll do is i'll try to make a rule for myself when i come up here for anything i'll do five or ten of these at the time and then before I'll, you know, by the time i'm done i'll have two well, hundred and however many rounds I had left, I think it was like 185 rounds, 180 rounds, ready to go for a match. So I've been doing that, but not as religiously as I should. I had plenty of time. I knew I was shooting this match. I'll sign up for this match. And you all know I've basically taken the whole summer off of shooting matches. And so I finally banged out the rest of them, well, the week before last, and tested them again, and boom, it's they are shooting phenomenal. 
so that's the ammo that I had. I had obviously I was a few short, so I had some brass that had well would be ha having the same amount of firings on the cases. Loaded up the rest of them. I loaded like 220 ish rounds. I took those 20 rounds or 18 rounds to frontline last week. Uh, me, CL, and Jeff. Um, they shot at 100, check zero, and then we went to. I just wanted to make you know check sure make check and make sure dope was good. Um, got the new scope, make sure everything was Gucci there. And so I shot up all of those, and I have exactly 200 rounds left, which is the round count for this match. So here's the hoping that I don't need any extra rounds for anything. Um, but you know, typically I have about a mag and a half mag or a half a mags worth of ammo over a two day match left over that for some reason or other I didn't get through. So, um, hope I don't have any left over. Hopefully I just don't need any, any more than what I have, but it, it was nice to basically have all of this done before the week of, right? And we're all guilty of it. Everyone listening to this, that's shot matches more than one match we're all guilty of it and we all do it a lot some people that's all they do they're worried about fresh ammo and stuff um and I, i'm here to attest that fresh ammo doesn't mean anything because this is a year old frankenstein am oh not to mention that this is going to my ai dasher barrel so it's got a different seating depth so i had to move the die down so i've taken this ammo apart i have dump powder I have scrubbed necks on the in, the inner diameter of the necks, put the powder back in, seated the bullet back in without touching the necks, and it at a different different seating depth, and it is shooting equal, if not better, than it was out of the Hancock. So, like I said, this is the ammo ammo consistency is is paramount, but a lot of the intricacies and the minutiae that people, I mean, checking for, there was a thread about this with Sniper's High, and I brought up this situation. I typed out this, basically everything I've just said about checking for run out, checking for this, doing that. You know, if you do, if you perform the core fundamentals of hand loading, of good precision hand loading, you've got a good powder charge, you've got good brass, and you've got, um, Shoulders bump two to three, one to three thou, and you've got a, a really good seating depth. Uh, then there's not a whole lot that can go wrong as far as ammo goes. Now, some stuff can go wrong as far as your barrel or your chamber or scope, external stuff. But the, the minutiae of sorting brass and uh, checking for run out, bullet run out, all this stuff, look, it's not. And maybe it's because a, a dasher is just so the BR cartridge family is just so inherently accurate that those things are less important than. But you know, I've never done any of that with any of my Creedmoor stuff and or any of the other calibers I've loaded for. I, I've never done a check for ninety percent of this crap. You know, uh, just inspect your brass to make sure you don't have any early signs of case head separation or. You know, make sure your load is not overpressured or, you know, making sure you're getting dings out of the necks and um, stuff like that. Using a mandrel. The mandrel is, is, I mean, going to take care of a lot of your issues. 
you know, bushing die or a custom hone die, great. Run a damn mandrel through it from the, and I'm not talking about the button um, mandrel on your resizing die. I'm talking about an actual mandrel. Use a mandrel. Get it one, and I suggest a carbide one, for every caliber that you load. And that is going to take care of a lot of problems, and it's going to prevent a lot of problems. And you're just going to get consistent neck tension, which, I mean, that that is something that's paramount because that lube is, you know, case in point of basically that lube is causing you to have inconsistent neck tension and it takes a quarter minute load and turns it to a minute and a half uh, quality load at 100 yards. I can't imagine what it would be at distance. I didn't shoot at a distance. There was no need. Um, but um, at distance with the fixed ammo, if you will, is, I mean, CL and Jeff saw it. I printed a bullet on top of bullet on the head of an ipsic at 600 yards the bullets were touching so it's it works you don't have to do all this crazy stuff and buy all of this stuff to check this check that i mean maybe you do for f class or bench rest especially bench rest maybe you do maybe that stuff is important but i mean i don't think I don't, I don't know. Maybe I'm speaking out of turn. I don't think Eric Cortina does a lot of, a lot of the checking on things that, which a lot of hand loaders do. And that's just a lot of hand loading dogma passed down from the, you know, the older days of hand loading where your tools, your scales, your bullets, your powder, your brass, everything that we use, none of it was as good as what we have today. Um, you know, so it's, I think there's something to be said about that. Maybe you needed to work on that way back then because, I mean, everything else was compounding. I don't know. But I'm here to tell you that you don't have to do it now. But the whole purpose of that rant was basically do your due diligence and get get the work done prior to the week of right okay you want to check zero the week of fine but make sure before that day you've checked to make sure everything is shooting like it's supposed to zero be damned just make sure your ammo your rifle is running like it's supposed to check your zero the week of and everything should work out so um it just i i i don't want to be in a situation which i may very well not by choice be in uh, after this match because I've got another match directly like two weeks from now. So I've got the Guardian match coming up the weekend of October was it 8th and 9th or 9th and 10th, 8th and 9th I believe, up at Pig River Precision. Um, actually, uh, Gary from the Guardian, he uh, texted me the other morning. I was sitting in line waiting to drop jacks off at school and gary texted me and i didn't recognize I, I had gary's number but i don't know if he got a new number or what but um he said hey man you uh planning on shooting the guardian at pig river and i was like you know who this be i don't know who is this i don't uh, yeah i'm shooting it but uh who's this and he's like it's gary larson I said, oh, shit, I didn't didn't recognize this number. Good deal. Uh, yeah, dude, I'm already signed up. He said, okay, cool, man. I was going to have you, if you wanted to shoot, I was going to have you as an honorary guest. And I was like, nah, man, I'm already in. Check the check the roster. I'm in uh, squad two, I believe. And uh, it's going to be awesome match. So we're going to have a lot of fun. We've got uh, 
I know of, of people in my squad, me, Jeff CL, of course, Mike Burns and uh, his girlfriend, Mackenzie Brown. Um, we're going to have a good time. Anytime you get Mike with any of us, it's always a good time. Mike is a hilarious guy. We have a good time. And a hell of a shooter, too. So, um, you know, I've mentioned before, Mike Burns is really a, a great success story as far as a shooter that was one of those mid-pack guys that flipped a switch due to, I mean, training and hard work and, and putting the rounds down range. Um, he, he's a shining example of that. And then shooting way beyond what his previous um, results were. So now when, when, when Mike's in the match, Mike's in the hunt. You know, Mike is one of the guys to look to be bare minimum top ten. So he does he does really well now, and I, I love shooting with Mike. He's he's a, a fun guy. But um, the the match this weekend uh, at Frontline Defense is going to be it's pretty stacked. You know, my money is my money is on. I mean, you can't go look too far past you know Jake and Allison because they're Jake Vibbert and, and Allison Zane. They're they're shooting it and. I mean, my opinion is going to be it's going to come down to them too. I mean, just if history, you know, says anything, it's good chance. You know, Jake is Jake is used to shooting and a lot more wind. I mean, he shoots. You know, him and Pinch and a few of the other guys travel more for matches than I think probably you know anybody. And it's he's going to come here. And I haven't looked at the forecast as far as wind speeds, but. Um, I, I know it's not going to be anything compared to what he's used to. So he comes here, he's going to put on a clinic. And then you got Allison, who she's the, the queen of the East. She is, uh, she's been on an absolute tear the past two years, especially this year. And she's she shot many matches. I think every match that she shot at Frontline, I think she has won. I know at least two. Yeah, I know at least two. She is one at Frontline Defense, two-day national level matches. I'm pretty it, I don't know if she it, it's, she's either shot two and won two or she shot three, one, two, and placed very well, of course, in the third one. But uh, either one of them, it's going to be a toss-up. Um, I'm going to get Jake on, but I'm, hopefully I might be able to grab Allison and get her to the side and maybe do... Uh, a joint podcast with the three of them um that would it or the, the two of them the three of us because that'd be, that'd be really cool given if my prediction is right you're talking i'd be talking to one of the winners in second place or you know vice versa the one the other one wins the other one's second place or at least top five bare minimum so i, I think it's going to be it's going to be a fun weekend i'm really excited about that and one of the reasons why I'm, I'm so excited almost shooting be damned is the weather it is going to be a perfect bluebird skies high of 73 i believe on saturday and high of 74 on sunday i think lows are like mid 50s oh i cannot wait for some damn hoodie weather uh, i i'm just going to be excited to be outside in that weather right it's been it's been hot as absolute hell this summer. This is uh, gladly welcomed. I'm really excited about it. 
So a couple other things. I don't I don't really have much. This is kind of like off the top of the head type stuff about this weekend. Um and just stuff in general. I've been thinking about a lot. Uh the well first the the podcast that I did last week with uh, Sam, Christian, and Rick. That was a hell of a fun podcast. And it, I think it went splendidly. And the downloads have showed. So right now, I mean, it has beaten. Let's see, when did we record that? Saturday, Sunday, Sunday. We recorded Sunday. We have here, what, today? We have, I don't know if it will count Sunday or if it will end Saturday as far as the first week on my Podbean dashboard as far as stats go. It is, as of right now, over 240, I believe, downloads more than any other podcast in its first week, right? So it's on track. If As long as the, the trend continues, it will be my most downloaded podcast to date. My first look down, my, my number one most downloaded podcast was my first episode I did with Eric Cortina. That got more view, uh, more downloads than any other one total from the time it was released to today. Um, but it was also the number one downloaded it the first week until now. Last week's episode is about 240. Uh, last time I checked was this morning. Um, more in its first week than that one was. And there's still at least two more days of downloading to basically end that stat. So I don't know if it's the interest of the guests that were on. I hope it is um, because they were, I mean, that was a hell of a podcast and you guys got a real glimpse into design, like kind of how that side of the industry, manufacturing of the industry goes. And you got, some of you got introduced for the first time to an amazing product and an option for you guys, really for no matter what you're shooting that the majority of shooters use today, either your AI, your Remington 700 clone, or your Tika. All right, I don't know, how. obviously there's how a, I think they've got their own footprint, but I mean, how many people are shooting howls? I know they are out there and people do shoot them, especially, you know, guys just getting into it and they should shoot a how a style, you know, budget rifle to make sure you're, that you're enjoying this sport before you get, you know, taken out of freaking second mortgage on a custom build. But for the, for 95% of the shooters out there, you now have been introduced to an option that Look, I I love my MDT. I did. I really did. I've loved my KRGs. Both had their things I loved about them, and both had their things that I didn't like about them. You know, I with not having a the Remington 700 clone ish or whatever that the whole entire chassis in my hands. I mean, I have the AI version of it, and I love it. You all got all you guys know that I love it, and the buttstock for the full version, I mean, it is the most, in my opinion, the most well thought out buttstock that I've seen to date. 
bar, bar none, it's the most well thought out one. Now, I'm hoping that I can convince Christian just to make the buttstock to the adapt to the folder of an AI, and I can then do that because I will do that. If, if he said, yep, I got your design, here it is, I'm buying it. I'm paying full retail, I, I want it. Um, but for you guys shooting everything else, you've got a killer option here that I think trumps most of the stuff on the market. Now, mind you, I'm not getting any kickback from Vision, from, uh, from Rick down at GCP. I'm not getting anything for free. I'm not getting any money. You guys know that. Uh, you know, yes, the chassis that I had from Sam, I have a prototype. Um, but, you know, if, if I wanted to, to, if I didn't believe it, I could say my, I guess, obligation to Sam what would be over with. He's not like continuing to pay me. He's not a podcast sponsor. He's not, no, I believe in this, this chassis is the deal. It is that big of a difference. And then to have that go over to the Remington 700 crowd and Tika crowd, especially the Tika crowd, you guys are, you guys have it made. This is the, the golden era of rifles, chassis, barrels, bullets optics right now this this chassis is is i hate the term game changer but if you can come up with a a new term please just message it to me so i can not use the term game changer uh anymore because i mean let's be honest it's overused and everything but anyway that seeing the success like i said i don't know if it's the 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 interest in the product that is you know, indicative of the downloads or if it's, well, I just have more followers than I did back when I recorded the episode with Eric. Um, I don't, I don't know what to contribute the, that, that to, but um, I'm happy about it. And it has really, I don't know, lit, uh, I guess a new, uh, a sense of urgency, not a sense of urgency, but I've placed a, a, a new, a greater importance on the podcast to where, I really want to grow it to make it more than just a podcast. Um, I, I don't know if it's going to be I'm branching out to other things and other people onto the podcast or if I want to go more, you know, headfirst into and getting people from all over the industry, people whom I don't know. Literally, other than, other than Eric, other than, well, Rick and Christian, I met them five minutes on skype before we hit record if i'm not mistaken i think they're the only three people that i did not know prior to having them as a guest so yes there's still people that i plan to have on that i do know um so but it, it may put me into a position where i want to okay well i i like what this company i don't know anything about them or this person let me do my research and then I want to have them on the podcast. Uh, I, I, I can do it. You guys know I can talk to a tree um, and it not talk back to me. Or I can just shut up and listen um, if the tree starts talking. So I can I can have uh, guys on and I believe I, we can do a great podcast. People whom I don't know uh, prior to. I mean, I mean Christian and Eric, uh, Eric, uh, Rick, uh, they just immediately, boom. And Eric too. Eric 
we just kind of immediately jumped into it and it was like we were old friends. And I feel that Rick and Christian, just from that podcast, I feel like we are old friends at this point now. So, and I can't wait to have them back on again when we have uh, some new uh, product releases to do. But bottom line, uh, I've got some some moves I want to make. I got some legal moves I want to make for the podcast and um, got some visions uh, I've listened to just this morning. It was kind of crazy that it happened. I listened to um, Tom Rowland. He is part owner of Waypoint. And he is the, I guess, owner of Saltwater Experience. It's a, a offshore and inshore Florida-based fishing show. Really great show. It's been around for a long time. He has a podcast, and he has all types of people on. People who fish, people who don't fish, uh, hunters, athletes. He had Chad, I'm, I'm still currently listening to it. He has Chad Mendez, who's a former UFC fighter. If you follow UFC, you know who Chad Mendez is. He's also a very big outdoor enthusiast. He has multiple companies that he is a part of, and he had, uh, I, forgot, I forgot the guy's last name, Chad, I forgot his last name, anyway, who is, they're both named Chad, they, uh, they're business partners. Now, this guy owns Banded, uh, Banded Products or Banded Companies, anyway, it's an umbrella company of multiple companies, like clothing companies, um, they've got like like meat rubs, like different spices and rubs, and uh, a beef company. I mean, he's got, I don't know how he does it. Um, but anyway, he's talking about like how it got started and the branding and what what it took to get to where he is. And it's not just, do you have an idea that's maybe better than the next guy? Do you have a physical product that is better than the next guy? Can you make it a lifestyle brand? Can you make it a lifestyle statement? And it really rang a bell with me in the podcast. Now, I'm, I'm the first one to say my podcast is not huge. I just rolled over. This last episode rolled me over 50,000 downloads. So I think right now I'm almost at 51,000 due to... Because I was sub 50. Now I'm... Uh, knocking on 51,000's door after um, this past weekend, this one's definitely going to set me over just for if even if very few people download it. So it's not huge. In the grand scheme of podcasts, it's not huge. But it is leaps and bounds bigger than I had initially anticipated. You, you guys have all heard me say that and bring that up. Um, I, I want... when I, I told you guys that the reason that behind... Just F and send it. The the name of like okay, I want to do a podcast. What do, what do I name it? It's not going to be the David Baker podcast because no one that doesn't resonate with anybody. I mean, I have a very unnotable name. You know, nobody as far as grand scheme, large demographics of people know who I am uh, in this small shooting community. Yeah, you may have heard somebody, a lot of people may have heard one or two episodes or heard of the podcast or seen it mentioned on Instagram or Facebook or Sniper's Hide or something like that. But if someone said uh, David Baker, it's probably not going to ring a bell. That's fine. Just F and send it to me was 
kind of a, a mantra of mine. I'd said those words, not effing, it was fucking. <laughs> I, I'd said those words before I even deciding to do a podcast because of my, I guess, fly by the seat of my pants attitude, outlook on things. Um, I figured out when I get there type thing. I mean, and, and CL and Jeff will kind of attest to this, I guess, if you ask them, like, they'll be, hey, did you get that this that done before this, you know, whatever? i like, nah, I'll, I'll be fine. I'll wing it. Fuck it. I'm good. I'm good. That that attitude and just, and then obviously just sending it, meaning knowing when you're doing something, you're doing it 100% without inhibition and you know, what are we doing? We're throwing bullets down range, right? And hopefully at a long, long distance and accurately, right? So that's, that's my, so they can, I'm hoping because it, it kind of is a lifestyle for me just because that's just a way, I mean, the way I roll, I guess. I don't know what to call it. That's just my, my way of kind of going through life and I believe it could be a lifestyle brand for, for others as well. So I've got some ideas kicking around, some things I want to do. Obviously, nothing's written down. Nothing is is even uh, laid out. It's just some ideas rolling around in my head. So I'm wanting to, to really give you guys a great effort and, uh, and see where this thing goes. I know I've said that on multiple episodes, most time in closing, but I, I want to see how far this can go. I, I, I would like, you know, the Just F and Send It name to be recognized outside of our small niche of PRS, NRL shooters or just weekend plinkers. I, I want it to uh, be like you walk into, I don't know, an academy sports or whatever see it on brownell's website when their apparel section you know something I, almost it's not a clothing company it's more than that so i mean it's the podcast first and foremost because that's the that's the real product i'm selling is the podcast you know if you look at guys like phil and kalen they're they're really they're really doing well in the in the podcast corner, and the the great thing for them is they're not selling the podcast. They're selling their skills. They're selling themselves. They're selling the modern day sniper, the business, the the training, the either be online or in person, or whether it be civilian, whether it be military or law enforcement. Their podcast is the way to expound on things and to uh, part of advertisement. So it's kind of like the, the, uh, any apparel I would do or products, this, that, and the other, that would be the advertisement for the podcast where their podcast is the advertisement for th- their actual business. I don't know that they're making a single penny on the podcast, but the podcast is making them money because it's, it's bringing people in to want to learn what they have to teach. Now, I don't have much to teach much people, especially the people listening to this, because, well, more than likely, if you're listening to this, you're already, you know, at bare minimum, uh, a lower to mid-pack shooter 
Well, I'm a mid-pack shooter. So, I mean, I maybe could tell you something that I picked up from somebody much better than me. And if I do that, it'll most definitely be credit given to them. Um, it will, it will have been nothing that I cooked up, but my podcast is what I'm saying. The entertainment is what I'm selling. The information that my guests bring to you, whether it be product information, whether it be training information or loading information or, uh, jujitsu gets you into jujitsu and and you're like man i really that podcast i listened with david and and heath it really got me kind of fired up and wanting to get you know sign the dotted line and 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 jump into that journey great that is what that's what i have to offer so uh you know and and hopefully some some comic relief in the meantime so that this I'm going to be completely candid about this, too. This is just hit my head. You know how my ADHD brain works by now. Uh, I went, I don't even read the reason why. I hate listening to my own voice. I really do. As far as listening to my own episodes, I, I don't do it all the time. And I'll do it because I, I want to see if I remembered saying something that I knew I wanted to say or bring up to either my guest or, or if it was a solo, bring up to you guys. And if I didn't, I would then make sure I'd said it in another podcast episode. Uh, but I, I went back to some older ones. And I was like, oh, my God. I say um or uh way too much. I have to make a conscious effort because it's pissing me off. Then I was like, well, well shit, how long is this every episode or is this... Was it just that episode or, you know, whatever? So I went back and listened to, like, my intro, the first, my very first episode I did and the very second episode I did. And I literally, while driving, I was, like, completely facepalming because I was like, well, first of all, the audio quality for the first four or five episodes, six episodes was garbage. And I was just figuring out. You guys knew. I told you. I'm figuring this out as I go along. I still don't have it all figured out. I'm about to buy either today or next week. I'm about to buy a brand new computer that I don't need for anything other than this podcast. So I'm coming out of pocket a thousand dollars at least just to, because my computer is a dinosaur. I'm pretty sure Fred, Fred Flintstone threw it away and I got it somehow. Um, and I want one that's dedicated. That was, I don't know shit about computers. So I'm going to have to, Hey, this is what I'm doing with it. This is what I need it to do. Which is the computer that best suits that. Um, so that's what I'm going to do when I get the computer, but I'm doing all this. I'm like, man, these first few episodes, I sounded flat as hell. Like my tone. Ugh. you know what? If you've been listening to this from the beginning, man, I, I really, and I mean, this is, is like, Oh, thanks to my fans. No, no, no. I don't have fans. I don't believe I have fans, but my listeners, I really do appreciate it because it was hurting my ears to listen to myself the first couple episodes I was super flat I guess I was uncomfortable I, I don't I don't remember feeling uncomfortable but now listen back I, I sound like I felt uncomfortable at the time uh, the the uhs the ums the needless amount of profanity that I, I know I'm guilty of and I've tried my best in this episode with the ums and the uhs and the cursing but those are probably always going to come through. Just I'm just trying to hoping to bring it down a couple notches. You guys have been listening from the beginning. 
my hat is off to you. If this is, if you started from like episode, I don't know, 15 and later, don't go back and listen to the first few before that. Don't. Because I don't, I, I don't care. You make that choice. I'm just saying, because I, I, I really feel that my podcasting now, I hope at least, is better than what it was then a year ago. So, man, I think February or March 2022 will be two years of doing this podcast. So, yeah, that's that's crazy. It doesn't feel like that long. I don't, I when going back through when I went and looked, listened to those old episodes, I didn't remember some of the episodes that I did. When I looked at the, the titles, I was like, what was that one about? I don't even remember that one. And like, or, or I'll see a guest name and I was like, crap, I don't remember having that person on. <laughs> so, so it was, um, yeah, I, did, it, I guess I've been doing it longer than I felt like, or I've done more episodes than I remember. Um, which is cool, I guess. So anyway, going forward guys, um, I'm going to try my best effort to give you guys as good of a product as I can give you. I'm going to try to have on as many guests that I think you guys would really get a lot of value from, whether it be in-person podcasts or whether it be virtual, either virtual is better than not at all, right? I am going to make sure that every person I have on, you have a microphone. Don't use the onboard internal microphone of your laptop or your computer. Get a damn microphone at bare minimum earbuds with the microphone in them that hangs by your mouth. I'm, I'm going to try to get, I can't do much with their quality of audio. I can more so control mine. But I do remember an episode, uh, I believe it was with Jeff. He had the Bose um over the ear headphones like noise canceling headphones and the and his it was not a very good microphone situation i had to boost the gain on both me and him i was blowing your speakers out and you could barely hear him um i, I he sounded fine when we were doing the podcast so i didn't say anything about it but going back to the recorded audio it was it was not good so that's why i had to boost it up and then that was probably not a good listening experience for you guys even though J- that episode i think was a really good episode with jeff so i will uh be sure to do that from here on out but just to get you guys another another quick um episode before the match this weekend i'm hoping i'm gonna get jake and or allison on or whoever else if it doesn't work out me and cl will at least give you a truck cast uh post day one or day two you'll get content after this weekend about this weekend how it went what it was like who was there how everybody else did so just stick tight and and listen for that so as always appreciate the downloads um make sure you go in i don't know since i'm not on excuse me social media anymore i don't know what how the giveaway is going with GCP and Vision products with the chassis. Go check it out to see if they've picked a winner or not. If they haven't, do what you got to do there. Make sure you hashtag Just F and Send It Podcast to enter yourself in to win the free t-shirt from uh, Precision Underground. And I'll get it out to you. So, until next time, guys. Thanks.